Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Telling the Story podcast, a look at how journalists and everyone reach the world. I'm Matt Pearl, author of the Telling the Story blog and a reporter at NBC in Atlanta. A few things before we begin. Number one, we are now on Stitcher. You can subscribe to this podcast in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. I've been using it for years. It's great because it keeps a list of my it keeps a list of my favorite podcasts and it always updates when there's a new episode so I never actually have to miss one or download one because it just recycles. All you have to do, download the Stitcher app and search this podcast telling the story. Thing number 2, big milestone for the blog. This post with this podcast marks the 300th post on the Telling the Story blog. That boggles my mind, and I thank those of you who've been reading this thing ever since I launched it back in uh, 2013. And finally, number three, we are now one week away from the NPPA Southeast Storytelling Workshop. I'm co-hosting it with the man who you'll hear in a minute, but we are so excited to bring some of the biggest and best storytellers and managers in the country to Atlanta. Great chance to learn about craft, the business, and the various ways in which visual storytelling stands out in today's journalistic world. Speakers include Boyd Hoopert, Chris Vanderveen, Scott Jensen, Brendan Keith, Keith, Kathleen Carnes, Jed Gamber, Jason Lamb, Catherine Stewart, Mark Ginther. This is all happening Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th, and we will have a full house, 200 people. The workshop sold out three weeks in advance, so we're thrilled to see such enthusiasm for it. And to that end, my guest for this episode is the man who planted the initial seed for what is all about to go down, co-director of the Southeast Storytelling Workshop and the assistant chief photojournalist at WLOS-TV in Asheville, John Kirtley. Welcome to the Telling the Story podcast. What up, Matty P.? And John, you're my very first recurring guest on the podcast. You were on oh, wow. yeah, episode 25. And true story, by the way, when you Google the phrase John Kirtley WLOS, you're the, the, what comes up fifth on the Google search is your last appearance on the podcast. How do you feel about all that? Wow. What's one through four? Uh, I don't know. I really just ignored all that. <laughs> I've never, I don't think I've ever Googled myself. I might uh, have something to do this afternoon now. <laughs> well, that sounds like a great afternoon. Uh, we are glad to have you back on the podcast. And, and last time, uh, for those of you who have not listened to that episode, it's a great one. We talked a lot about craft. This podcast will be a little bit different. Uh, you and I have talked way too much over the phone and on various messaging systems since we really started working on this workshop back in January. But I thought it would be really interesting, particularly for those attending the workshop, to reveal a little bit about how this all came together, why it came together, and what we hope people will get out of it. So let's dive right in and start with the how. Uh, I said we started talking about this in January, but you actually came to me with this idea last March. Tell me about your original idea. Well, you know, it's something that some of our fellow storytellers in the Southeast have discussed for years, I feel like, but no one's ever actually pulled the trigger. And <clears throat> as we've become friends, I thought, who better to kick this off with than Maddie P, who I always said is really good at being an adult. <laughs> I figure you could help me get some things accomplished. And uh, I think we, we teamed up and, um, and, and got, it, got it all done pretty well. And what was the initial, uh, like you said, you, it had been talked about with some other people and it had been something on your mind. Why did you feel so strongly about it? Because obviously, in order to host something like this, you have to put a lot of you know, extra time and effort into it. Why mm -hmm. did you want to see something like this come to the Southeast? Well, I care about our craft and I care about our business. 
you know, um, it's not just about me. It's not just about me turning great, great stories. I, I want the entire industry to turn great stories and to be respected and workshops like this, uh, you know, really spark a lot of energy and, um, and, and thought for people to take back with them to their, to their everyday workflow. Yeah. And I, I felt very similarly when you came to me, uh, this past or last March. And when we again, resurrected the idea, uh, in January, I, I just felt like, you know, I've spoken at a few of these conferences now and I never see anybody from Georgia. It's kind of been a running joke. I go up there and I'm like, anybody from Georgia? And no one says anything. Right. And, you know, there's so many stations in the southeast from Georgia to where you are in North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee. I mean, there's really there are a lot of not just big market stations, but medium market stations, small markets with a lot of younger journalists and a lot mm -hmm. of great journalism uh, programs uh, at the various colleges with students. So I know when you came to me and said, hey, this is something that I've been thinking about, would you like to be a part of it? That was the first thing I thought it was like, of course, why not have something that represents storytelling in this region? Well, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, I've been in the business for a decade now, and I've, I've never heard of anything like this anywhere close to Asheville. Yeah. Uh, now, I think the big question in January was not so much whether we wanted to do it, because I think we were both pretty gung-ho about it, but whether we could do it. We right. both have a myriad of things going on in our lives. You particularly had a giant one arrive a few months back. Yeah, I went ahead and knocked out being a dad in between <laughs> planning this thing. <laughs> yeah, just got that done. Yeah, it's yeah. cool though, man. I mean, he, you know, he mostly just like sleeps and poops. It's cool. That's cool. So you haven't had him helping out with the planning at all? No, no, he has absolutely no interest in this conference so oh, far. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Because some of those messages you sent, I wasn't sure who, who it was coming from. <laughs> Is uh, Has the planning process been what you expected? Yeah, it has been. It's been um, a lot of work, as we expected. But, um, you know, I think we went into it knowing it was going to be a lot of work. And um, we've been lucky enough to have Scott Jensen, who planned uh a couple of these out in seattle kind of help us when we have these questions absolutely um so yeah it's been a lot of work but it's been um i think we've handled it well man you know i think it's coming together really well and smoothly yeah. not really too many hiccups uh finding that venue was kind of a uh, little bit of stress at the beginning finding a venue that held the amount of people we need in a at a reasonable price point right um by the way, yeah, and, and, and let's talk about that, too, because I know, uh, you know, in the past week, probably the most difficult part of all this has been actually having to tell people who did not register in time or register before it sold out that we can't fit any more people in. And, and I know yeah. that's been, you know, especially people like you and I who, who want to spread storytelling and want more as many people as possible to be able to receive it. It's been difficult this week because I know we've had I know I, I want to say maybe between the two of us, maybe a dozen people reach out about just missing before it sold out. Yeah, I think even more than that, man. Um, yeah, and I'd just like to give a, a blanket, heartfelt apology to everyone who cannot come. Um, you know, we're very sorry that it, it sold out before you got your tickets, but, you know, there, there's just nothing really we can do about it at this point. You know, we have a, a venue capacity that we just have to stick to, and we wish we could squeeze everyone in. And had we known we were going to had the potential to sell this many tickets, we would have tried to get a little bit bigger venue. But based on our research from other conferences, we thought this 200, 200 person capacity was going to be 
you know, okay. But uh, it sounds like we could have probably handled a, a 300 capacity venue. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it definitely, I think it, it definitely bodes well for maybe doing more of these uh, down the road. We'll see how the first right. one goes, but I know, you know, it, it, that's been one of the tough parts. And, you know, when we, when we first announced, I told you that my big thing was, I want to sell this thing out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I actually ever expected that we would. And yeah. just in the various, you know, reaching out to news directors and professors, and we've seen such great uh, response from so many people. I think it's definitely, uh, it's made me heartened that, again, everything that we had assumed about the Southeast was true, that people wanted this kind of thing, that people want to learn. That said, I don't, again, I don't think either of us expected, you know, to sell out certainly as quickly as we did. And that's been, right. I think, the tough part. And and knowing that, looking back, yeah, I think hopefully we'll be able to do this again and, and provide the opportunity to more people. Yep. Uh, this is the Telling the Story podcast. I'm Matt Pearl. He's John Kirtley, Assistant Chief Photojournalist at WLOS-TV in Asheville and the co-director of the NPPA Southeast Storytelling Workshop next weekend in Atlanta. So, John, let's talk about the point of all this. What do you want folks who attend to get from this experience? I'd also like to point out that he is John Kirtley getting over a thick cold. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I, I sound awful. <laughs> um. Okay, so what do we want people to get out of this? Um, you know, my biggest mission has always been that, that that storytelling isn't just for photographers. It's not just for features. It's not just for MPPA members. It, it's something that covers all aspects of, of news, from spot news to general news to features to investigations to digital work. And Storytelling is simply creating a connection between your viewer and your and your story, your product, and that applies to all types of news coverage. Um, so we work. I think you and I worked really hard to bring in speakers that cover an array of topics. People who have specialties, um, you know, in investigative storytelling, in feature storytelling, news directors, um, people on the digital t- side. Um, and that's another thing is, it's, again, it's not just for photographers. It has to come from the top down, which is why we have news directors and people at the corporate level coming in to speak about the impact of visual storytelling and why it should matter to everyone. Yeah, that's a, that sums it up beautifully. And I think the you know there were a couple of requirements that we had in terms of the overall list. We knew there were individual people who we wanted. And I think it was really important for us, in addition to everything you just said, to get those foundation speakers too. It's important to have someone like Boyd Hooper who can bring it all together as our keynote. Uh, Scott Jensen, who is leading off the conference and has his, uh, I've seen his presentation and it's excellent about the the building blocks of photojournalism and visual storytelling. So having those guys, that was really important to us. But again, we wanted to stretch it out a little bit. And I think we also wanted to showcase the Southeast. You know, again, we, the whole point is that this region isn't always thought of right away. And there are some stations who are really cultivating it and we've got speakers who are products of that. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I think, um, I don't know. I, I think maybe since, you know, we were able to bring in speakers from all aspects of, uh, the journalism world. I think maybe that's partially why we sold out so quickly from what I'm hearing. No, that could be. And And I will say that everyone who reached out to me, early after uh, we announced this, and I, I believe you had the same experience as well, just that people would reach out and kind of say, this is an incredible lineup. They never expected yeah. this kind of a lineup. I mean, we've got, 
Emmys and Murrows and now a Peabody with Brendan Keefe. Uh, you know, people, again, as you said, managers and on the corporate level, too. And I, I just think that's so huge. And again, these things, you get bits and pieces of them at other workshops. And it's great that they're around. But I don't know that there's been a thing in the Southeast that's really brought this kind of talent together. I, I think it's, yeah. it's and, and for the price, well too, it's really cool. Um, yeah. Any uh, any particular sessions you're uh, excited about, or maybe that's the wrong word, but just intrigued about maybe what what the conversation's yeah. going to be. Um, I'm very excited for Mark Ginther, the uh, news director at KXAS in uh, Dallas. He he let he kind of started the uh, legendary the now legendary uh, storytelling team out at King in Seattle, and so often it feels like you know storytelling culture is kind of created out in the field by your photographer and reporter teams and then it kind of other teams within the station see it and it becomes infectious that way it's not always preached from the top down and i'm just really excited to hear mark ginther's perspective on why he thinks visual storytelling is is so important um I'm excited to hear John Lee because he's like the funniest dude ever. <laughs> and has not presented before, from what I understand. And has not. Pre- well, yeah. Oh, he did he a thing I, with you uh, about a yeah. month ago, though, right? Yeah, we did a thing uh, a month ago down in Charleston, South Carolina. It was a lot of fun. He's uh, <laughs> he's just so entertaining. He's. <laughs> I, I was like worried about it going into it because he, um, I don't know, he, he's not the best planner. He doesn't seem and, like the kind of guy who's going to stick to a script. I'll tell you what, he didn't at all. <laughs> and I was like stressing out as we were planning, like, hey, dude, we need to sit down and like get this, you know, A to B to C. We need some structure. And, uh, you know, we tried to do that and we finally got this structure created and he didn't stick to it at all. That's but he great. killed it. That's he killed great. it. He's just once he once his brain starts going, uh, you know, he's, it's just a lot. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> and he's so smart and just so good at what he does. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see him. So you mentioned Mark Ginther and the culture, and I just wanted to get back to that in, in terms of what people should take away from this, because obviously we'll have so many younger journalists and, and college students coming to this workshop. And I think the Mark Ginther presentation in particular is going to be interesting to see, again, how a news manager might view the world, similarly to uh, Scott Livingston and Ellen Crook, who are going to have mm-hmm. that panel on the corporate level and seeing, again, how journalism, is, how journalism is viewed, not just by those in the field. That said, what do you... Is is your goal for people to go back to their stations the following week and want to go out and tell a great story, or is it let me see what I can do to maybe change the culture in my newsroom? What uh, what do you feel like you'd like to see people get out of this that they might not from another workshop? Yeah, I think um, I think the biggest point of this is to change cultures. Um, it's not hard to convince to show a photographer a great story and get them to be excited about storytelling. It's really hard to change a culture. And I think by having this um, wide variety of speakers, which has in turn attracted a wide variety of attendees, that I hope that this will trickle down and change some cultures, not just excite a couple of photographers, (laughs) you know. Absolutely. This is the Telling the Story podcast. I'm Matt Pearl. My guest is John Kirtley, co-director of the NPPA Southeast Storytelling Workshop. That's June 10th and 11th in Atlanta. John, uh, again, as we said, nursing a cold, but pushing through. 
And uh, John, I normally use this last section to talk about advice for younger journalists. In this case, I really wanted to focus on advice for people who attend a workshop or a conference like this. And, and you know, we are certainly not the only game in town. One week after our workshop, I'm actually heading to New Orleans to attend the IRE conference. Uh, later this year, again, the Ignite Your Passion workshop is back. That was my first experience as a speaker at a workshop, and, and it was so great. Bill Mitteke and the folks at Care TV uh, in the Twin Cities put on a great show and, and a great option, especially for those who might have wanted to go to this one but couldn't for whatever reason. So let's talk about this, John. For When someone attends an event like this, what should be the goals, and, and how do you approach it when you go to something like this? Okay, so I made a joke on um, our our one of our Facebook posts earlier this uh, a month or so ago about June 12th being the best day of storytelling in the country, which is the Monday after our, our conference. <laughs> I think that's even the Sunday. So that would be really impressive if it happened. Okay. <laughs> My bad. June 13th then. Yeah. So yeah, I imagine everyone will leave and, and, and go back excited and try to turn something amazing. But but what's hard is not falling back into those old routines after the excitement wears off. You know, you go back and you're maybe working with the same folks that don't have that excitement. And then it's easy to, to fall back into the um, maybe some some sterile routines. Um, so I, I think what you have to do is figure out how to um, keep this alive beyond this weekend and you know, it's 2016. It's easy to do that. It's easy to get on the storyteller's website. It's easy to get on the MPPA website. It's easy to check out the Telling the Blog uh, web podcast and and find great stories out there to to keep your excitement about this craft alive. So there's really in 2016. I feel like there's no excuse to to let your your fire burn out. Mm. So. We're happy to get it started for you this weekend, but <laughs> it's on you to keep it going. And I think it's easier today than ever to keep that fire going. I think one of the hardest parts uh, of attending something like this is that you go and you're just overwhelmed with great advice and tips, you know, and especially from the people that we're going to be hearing from. I mean, you go back and you can't possibly fit all of that into one story. And I think the hardest part is to come back and try to take what you've learned and somehow get it into your workflow and keep it there so that it sustains so that not just the enthusiasm doesn't go away, but also just your awareness of those techniques. Cause you could learn something. And then if you don't use it for two months, you might forget that it even, you know, you might forget to even think about it when you're in the field. Is there right. a way to manage all that? I, I've, I know I've tried maybe making a list of like three things that I'll do you know, the following week and then trying to make sure I do that. But again, it, there's no real perfect system for it. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I think that's great making a list. Um, cause obviously, you know, you can't come back on that Monday and be Boyd Hooper, you know? Um, but hopefully you can pick up little things from each, each speaker to start implementing and, you know, develop into whoever you're going to become. And, and it's okay if it takes time, you know, like it, this is hard. It's not easy. You know, that's why, that's why these conferences, uh, matter. You know, if you come to these conferences, that's how you continue to pick up on these little details and continue to craft the journalist that you are. Yeah. And there's also the networking aspect too. I think it's really important and sometimes maybe a little undervalued 
when you go to something like this, meet people, say hello, sure. uh, go out for drinks, go to a ball game. That's that's actually yeah. happening. People are going to be <laughs> going to a Braves game right after the workshop ends on Saturday. Yeah, that's my uh, my coworker Evan Donovan. Uh, he um, he spurred that and. If there's anyone who's uh, passionate in this world, it's Evan Donovan. So I'm not surprised that he uh, got a baseball game going. Well, and you do have to be pretty passionate to want to watch the Braves play this year because it hasn't <laughs> been pretty. Um, yeah. But yeah, what are what are some of those other maybe less obvious goals that people should be thinking about when they go to a workshop? Um, yeah, meeting people is a great one. Um, you know, people in this storytelling world are are so excited to to share their tips and become friends with you. And, you know, how many friends do you have on Facebook in the storytelling world that you've never met? You know, Um, so I think that's a, I think everyone after this conference should come back with 10 new Facebook friends in the storytelling world. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great, I remember last year, you and I were both at this one at the, uh, the Northwest workshop up in Seattle. And I think I met probably that weekend, at least a dozen people that I only knew from Facebook before. Then. Right. And just getting right. to put names with faces was awesome. Uh, yeah. and, and, and I think it's also important to, to, you know, visual storytelling, it's a very small community within the much larger community of journalism. And I think we've tried to make an effort to break this workshop a little bit out of the, the NPPA formula. So we have a few speakers. We've got a whole social media team uh, that's going to be doing a presentation. Brendan Keefe is, is not what I would call an NPPA guy, but he's a Peabody-winning uh, investigative MMJ who's got a lot to talk about. Certainly the, uh, you know, the managers that we have talking aren't there. They, they love visual storytelling, but they're not beholden to the MPPA way of doing things. So I, I think that's important too. I think to try to, that folks come away with just a larger understanding of what's out there and, and, and doing what they most feel comfortable with. Kind of like what you were saying about becoming the person they're going to be, not necessarily trying to emulate, uh, someone else. Yep, Exactly. John, uh, that's all the questions I have, but you know I always like to end with the famous reporter's question. Is there anything we haven't touched on that you wanted to add? Hey, we should hype up the uh, BOP awards as well. Absolutely. Go for it. So on the Friday night of the conference, uh, after the conference, uh, about a mile down the road, is that right? Yeah, about right. There's a uh, bar called Einstein's in which the Best of Photojournalism Awards will be announced. Um We'll be announcing the National Photographer of the Year, Editor of the Year, Reporter of the Year, and the Small, Medium, and Large Market Stations of the Year. In addition, we'll be honoring the uh, Quarterly Clip Regional winners. And this is open to anyone. It's free. Um, There will be food and drinks for sale. And it'll just be a super fun party. Everyone's invited. You don't have to be up for any awards. Just or even r- a, a workshop attendee, right? Yeah. Hey, yeah, exactly right. Um, so just come rub shoulders with the best <laughs> journalists in the country and have a beer or two. And those are huge awards. I mean, it, it's uh, it's an interesting venue for something like that because it's a very light, uh, you know, it's a bar. It's a very light event. It's going to be much more fun than anything as opposed to like, mm-hmm. I know we're both going to be probably at the Emmys the next night, the Southeast mm-hmm. Regional Emmys, and that's a much, shall we say, stuffier affair. Um <laughs> But uh, the awards that they're giving out and, and that they're uh, presenting are really some of the pinnacle of what we as uh, visual storytellers and journalists shoot for. So very, very impressive, all the folks who are nominated, and uh going to be fun to crown some winners. 
Yeah, man. It's the best of the best. All right. You heard him. The best of the best. And we're excited uh, to have those of you who are listening to this who are coming down to the workshop in a week. We're very excited for that. And again, for those of you not coming, we encourage you. I think John and I are both big believers in that workshop mentality. It's a great way to recharge, get inspired, and really develop some new techniques. So hopefully this podcast has helped uh, a little bit with that. John Kirtley, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, man. And I just wanted to say thank you for teaming up with me on this thing, man. It's uh, I think you've really balanced me out and uh been the adult in the relationship yeah you've been the adult right? i've been the excited <laughs> little kid and uh but seriously i appreciate all your hard work and i think it's going to pay off and we're going to have a great conference absolutely and same to you of course i mean it's really I, I was honored that you thought of me to be a part of this and uh to be on the planning end of something like this is really incredible so much love and we'll see you in a few weeks and also one last thing yes I am very excited about this conference, but don't think I'm not going to be judging your barbecue choice as well. That's right. That's right. And uh, John, uh, I will say to those of you listening to this was, you know, there were a few ways we could have gone with the catering. Uh, Food trucks were an option. There were a few spots we were thinking at. But when I threw the barbecue option out of John, there was no discussion. Right. That's right. Heirloom Market Barbecue. I listen, and I want to say right away about this. Heirloom Market is terrific. And I've been there. Great barbecue. You know, it's it's almost not enough to have the catering. I encourage everyone to, after they have the the catering lunch that we're going to have on Friday, to go to Heirloom Market and uh, and and pump that up because it's a it's a good spot for sure. Cool. Yeah, I keep reading good things about it, so I'm excited to try it. <laughs> Even though it's not North Carolina style, I'm sure it'll be we good. would never try to compete. <laughs> we never cried to compete. All right, that is it from John Curtley, and this has been the Telling the Story blog. We update every Monday and Wednesday the website tellingthestoryblog.com. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and subscribe now on Stitcher Smart Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Telling the Story podcast. We'll see you next time.